Crosswinds family and friends, welcome to Crosswinds Unleashed. Each week we're dedicated to bringing the best stories and biblical life principles from authentic believers. Our podcast breaks down the Christian life through interviews and practical instruction in what we hope will be a fun and accessible way. I'm Craig Cooper, the host of the podcast and lead pastor of Crosswinds Church. I want to give a special shout out like I do every week to our executive producer, Elijah Merrill and our producer, Sheldon Boyce. Uh, They're the ones who do all the heavy lifting to make sure these podcasts are out each and every Friday. I want to say a special thank you to those who are listening to the podcast. Without you, there'd be no reason for us to do a podcast. And so thank you so much. And if it's helpful to you, um, pass the word so friends of yours can know that it's available to them as well. If you want to learn more about this podcast or anything Crosswinds related, I ask that you just head on over to our website at crosswinds.church. Well, I've got a couple of friends in the studio with me. Uh, First of all, uh, no stranger to our podcast, we have Karen Busby, who is our pastor of Caring Ministries. And so, Karen, thank you. Welcome back to the podcast. It's good to be here. Thank you. And we have Denise McKenzie, who is uh, the leader of our grief support group here at Crosswinds and has been a longtime member, staff member, on and on and on, part of our Crosswinds family. And so it's great to have you for the first time as part of the Unleashed podcast. Welcome, Denise. It's great to be here. Well, what I'd like to do is... Is, uh, is start a little bit um, by finding out a little bit about you. Let people know who you are, you know, sort of your background. Uh, even before we started uh, the podcast, uh, you have a medical background, you have a you have ministry background, you have a lot that you have done and, and bring to the table. Um, so talk to me a little bit. First of all, how did you come to Christ? Oh, I'm so glad you didn't ask me how old I was. Oh, I was I'm not asking say, that question. I don't, ask, I don't ask that of anyone. So, <laughs> How did I come to Christ? Well, it actually is, is mixed up with this whole idea of sharing about the grief support because I was at an early age well acquainted with grief. Mm. My mom died when I was 10, um, and our family was pretty rocked by that, pretty, pretty overwhelmed. And so for some reason, as God would have it, beautiful, purpose-filled God that we have, um, we had a family around the corner. We were Roman Catholic and very, very poor. And we had a, a Baptist minister and family reach out to us, five of us. My father worked, it seemed, all the time. And they reached out to us with the love of Christ. Mm. And they shared their hope with us. So over the years, we joined Christian camp, we joined their programs at the church, and my father always supported us going. And we came to know the love of Christ. Wonderful, wonderful Savior. So how old were you, would you say, when you you understood uh, Christ's love for you, that he died on the cross for your sins, resurrected for Mm -hmm. your salvation? Mm -hmm. I can tell you I was was eight. Okay. And um, I remember it was a, a little children's program on the porch of Mrs. Dreyer's house. Oh, wow. The beautiful thing was that there were five kids in that family and five kids in our family, and there was one the same age for each one of us kids. And I still, I just got to see the 95-year-old Pastor Dreyer down in Charlotte, North Carolina, just recently. Oh, really? Oh, wow. Loved us into the kingdom. Wow. And we joined the ministry teams that went in to minister in Chinatown and the different missions there. We, We would come and sing, and it was a wonderful thing as it unfolded. Christian camps for us teens, and um, we grew 
we grew close to the Lord. We had great Christian community, and um, it was a wonderful, wonderful way to start our walk. So talk yeah. to me about that. So you, you go through high school. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what, what happens for you then uh, after high school? Yeah, uh, high school was good, and we walked to school every day with this family, and we went to roller rallies and all the kinds of Christian opportunities that what you were, have. What were roller rallies? Roller, rallies, roller skates. Oh, roller skates. Okay, there you go. Okay. And, and the two girls in their family were the similar ages, and of course we'd, you know, have our little fun times of being asked to skate with these, we thought, very strange Christian boys. <laughs> and so we'd hide in the bathroom. It was a great fun time. Sure, sure. And then... um I I went to nursing school. I went to Barrington College for two years, and it was a Christian college, and then decided I wanted to be a nurse. So I came back to Boston. Barrington was in Rhode Island. And um, and that's where I started to realize that there was a something inside me that was drawn, drawn to grief. I had been acquainted with it as a child. And then as I grew older, I found I would choose the subjects of of in nursing school to do projects on, you know, death and dying. Sounds so morbid, doesn't it? But I never looked at it as morbid. Wow. Because I had the hope. Yeah. Right? And uh, so I studied a lot in nursing school, Kubler-Ross, and that was at the point when they she would put out a lot of great readings, and they were very linear. You have to go through this step, this step, this step, and this step before you could be get through your grief. And um, now it, it's looked at quite differently, grief is. So then I became, um, I found, you know, I found marriage, found my love, and we moved to Canandaigua. And, um, what brought you to Canandaigua? My husband's practice. He's oh, okay. an orthopedic. He, he, joined, he is an orthopedic, and he joined a practice here. Okay. Um, um, and so we've been here ever since. We've never looked back. We still can't believe we live here in this Wonderful chosen spot. Honestly. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You know? Absolutely, absolutely. So, talk a little bit. So, you, so you're a nurse, uh, and you're a practicing nurse for mm-hmm. a long time. Long time. Cardiac care. Cardiac care. So okay. intensive wow. care, heart. Wow. And um, that's why I find it interesting when I came here and worked as first a volunteer, and then as a part time worker, and then became ordained. I felt. God calling me to become officially ordained in the community. And I didn't know what the community was at the time. I thought it was Wesleyan, um, uh, this church. And then I found that it has branched out to be women's ministry. It has branched out to be grief support. And... um, But the neat thing was is that I found myself being still called to the hurting. Yeah. So Caring Ministries was, in fact... A ministry when I was working on staff here, and um, and I thought, what a neat connection! I did physical hearts broken mm. and healing and all the things that go along with intensive care, cardiac, and then I, I had the privilege for twenty five years of doing grief support. Still dealing with the heart. The broken hearts. Interesting. Wow, that's fascinating. So yeah. let's go back a little bit. Talk to me a little about your journey toward ordination. And for those who may not know what that means is, um, as we look at pastoral ministry, being a pastor, um, there's licensing, um, which is uh, comes from the district. But there's also, uh, as we look at the denomination and ordination, which is sort of a stamp 
um, I don't. I wouldn't say of approval of recognition um, that God has called an individual uh, to full time vocational ministry. Yeah. And I, I want to watch the way I say that because full time. What's that mean? I don't know. But um, because if you're a pastor, you're a pastor. Right. There's no such thing as part time pastoring. Right. Um, but this idea of just God's stamp of saying, you know, we as a district, as a domination, we just want to affirm yeah. um, God's call in your life. The licensing is part of that too. And mm-hmm. but but ordination takes. More so, licensing takes a. It's still a lot of work, but it takes less. Ordination takes a lot more work, um, and so talk to me about that call and, and just the process. When did that happen? Yeah, and, and how did you end up getting there? Yeah, it, that's a big question. <laughs> well, the first step was the church was very large at the time, and I worked as a volunteer. In fact, the elderly group that we ministered to. As volunteers, was called Samaritan's Touch. How interesting. I mean, it's just years ago. Sure. Because, again, I'm older. <laughs> My husband says, say older, Denise, don't say older. That's the way to say it, absolutely. So, um, and uh, I remember the day that Jack, well, he hired me. He asked me if I would do part-time, very small part-time position, Denise. We, the church is growing, and it's really growing. So you need to keep be the one who reaches out to the hurting and keeps people from, this is the expression he used, falling through the cracks. It was a Tuesday night. We had just finished dinner in our home. And I thought, that sounds great. It sounds like I'd just be doing on staff what I do anyway, because it's real (laughs) natural for me. And um, (laughs) quickly it changed. The position changed according to the number of people that came. And so it was a big job. It grew into a full-time position. But the, the day that Jack had decided God was leading him somewhere else was the day that I felt, honestly, and it was weird the way it happened because no one, even the staff knew that it was going to be announced. It was just in their family, and they knew that he was going to leave. And I, I felt— And Jack is a previous pastor Jack here was, at Crossroads. Sorry, the, Jack was the yeah. senior pastor. Yeah, at the time. And then at, at, I just—I felt that God was speaking and saying, you need to get— in a position so that you could be equipped better mm. and intentionally equipped to lead the areas of, of, of people needing help in a, in a congregation. Wow. But again, I didn't know that it was Crosswinds. Sure. At the t- and it ended up being Crosswinds for a good while. Yeah. And, and then it is, I feel, the Finger Lakes community. Sure, sure. Sure, you know. which is our mission field as well, right? Exactly, it's, it's, exactly. It's, it's right in alignment. So talk to me about, so so. what do you do? What, what's your next step? My What I do? Um, no, I mean, your next step as far as you make, you you feel this call in your life from God. Right, right. What's your next step? I actually talked it over with Jack, who's a good friend of mine, uh-huh. and he encouraged me to, to join the, the FLAME program, which was out of the, which was and is still, I believe, out of the Wesleyan Church. Sure. To become equipped, so you, you get a tremendous... Um, opportunity to study with the Wesleyan professors of uh, different churches, of different colleges in the Wesleyan, you know, Oklahoma and Houghton. And it was just a wonderfully comprehensive, expansive, wonderful experience. And I took my time. And I would say, I'm going to do this before eternity. That was my joke, and it still is my joke. I'm in <laughs> seminary still, doing some special programs. But I, I um, how long did it take you from the time you you felt that call? 
yeah. to completing the ordination uh, requirements. Four and a half. Four, Four and, and a half, half to years. five years. Oh, that's years. great. So you really plugged at it. You and really I, but I enjoyed it. I yeah. enjoyed every single class and yeah. everything I learned, and I, be, I was on fire to just learn. Wow, wow. That is a great thing. And when were you ordained? I was ordained in 2011. 2011. Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's great. Yeah, it's great. So, so talk to me a little bit about your, your continuing sort of this development of women's ministry, um, your, 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 uh, your continued uh, work on people's hearts, uh, yeah. now yeah. for broken hearts, grief. Uh, talk to me about how that, that journey has progressed over yeah. the years. Um, so what happened is I... There was a point when I felt it was important to change a little bit, change the the story, and um, so I kept saying to the Lord, "I we had God had built God had built caring ministries, and it was a very effective, based on prayer, wonderful group of people, group of ministries." And I I say this because it it was vast, and there were twelve ministries underneath the umbrella of called Caring Ministries. Um, and, and then it was really time for me to step back, and, and I did um, resign, and um, really hard. I kept saying to the Lord, will you let me know when it's time? And I remember it was the winter season. We live on the lake, and I, I would say, when you show up on my dock— <laughs> now, you don't have your dock out if it's a temporary. Ours is temporary. We don't have a big fancy yeah. metal dock. But you don't have your dock out. So I, that, in a way, that was my kind of leading God not to yeah, tell we'll me. We'll be coming for a while. Yeah. It, would break, it would break my heart. Yeah. And um, But the time came, and it was yeah. right. And um, at that time, it was it was a growing time for me, let's say. And at that point... Um, I was serving over in a church over in um, in Fairport, and I I wasn't I was actually going and helping out wherever they needed me, and I worked with a number of pastors over there from the um, Free Methodist. Oh, sure. And it was a great experience, and all of a sudden, God shows, and I believe God's a God of clarity. God has been a God of clarity for me, and He showed me. We had women's groups, and it was grow- a growing church, and, and and people just kept signing up for these groups that I was leading, and I thought, maybe he's trying to show me something. Mm. And I, I love ministering to women, w- women growing in the Lord, growing stronger in understanding his love, and also understanding his direction is important to my heart still. And so I... We did retreats for probably 12 years Okay, where we did women's day retreats, um, prayer retreats, and um, it just was a wonderful, wonderful experience. I speak sometimes at women's women's retreats, and we have a healing prayer service. Every single year I get to go down to the Chambers camp and lead a a healing prayer service Mm. for the women down there. It's really exciting. Oh, that's great. Yeah. That's great. Karen, speak speak in this a little bit. So you're the pastor of Caring Ministries. Talk about sort of what that is. We've looked at that a little bit, but just in case someone is tuning into this podcast but hasn't heard you before, and then I want you to talk about within Caring Ministries, what place does grief support, what role does that play um, in, in what we offer here at Crosswinds? 
Yeah, so under caring ministries right now, we have uh, a divorce care ministry. We have grief support. Um, we're working on a new marriage ministry. Uh, Celebrate Recovery plays a role in that. And then you have, uh, you know, what you would for sure think of with caring ministry in terms of um, visitation, be it in the hospital or to shut-ins. Uh, we have the Barnabas team that writes and uh, encourages people through writing. Um, so all of those pieces fall under caring ministries right now. And um, they've all been playing a role, but we want to really uh, support them and uh, just remind them that they're not on their own, that we as Crosswind support them. And um, we have really uh, dedicated, amazing leaders in each of those ministries. And we want to be sure that they're that they're supported. Um, so grief support is a huge piece of that. You know, Denise has done an amazing job for years leading our grief support. And um, I see it as my role to come alongside her and support her in whatever way we can uh, as Crosswinds. So. I heard this statement, actually it was this earlier today, and um, I'm, I'm just sort of processing it. And so I'm gonna say it and say, okay, I'm, I'm like 80% behind the statement. But I can't say 100% yet because it's so new to me. It may not be new to either of you, but I thought that, that it was just a beautiful picture. It wasn't in relation to the Christian life, but it, I thought it, it drew some powerful parallels. And, and that is that uh, we, don't, we don't have the ability to make the ocean less turbulent, <laughs> but we do have the ability to help people become stronger swimmers. <laughs> And I thought, as I heard that, and again, it wasn't even in reference to the Christian life, um, it really hit me that that's a great parallel to what we do um, as followers of Christ, right? We help each other become better swimmers because we have no power over culture. We have no power over the fact that we live in a fallen world. Uh, Christ does, um, and he's done the work so we can be in relationship with him, but we won't experience like the, we're not out of the water, so to speak, until he returns or we pass on to be with him. Uh, and so I think a lot of people in the Christian faith sort of um, uh, get frustrated because they, they anticipate they're going to come to Christ and the waters are going to become very calm. And yet, you know, when we read the scriptures, that's never promised this side of paradise. In fact, uh, being a believer puts a bullseye on your back. So in some ways, it can become more turbulent uh, when you figure we have an enemy who's prowling around like a lion seeking for someone to, um, someone to devour. And so, but what can we do? Well, we can come alongside people and help them become better swimmers. And when I was praying over our time um, to, of recording uh, this afternoon, um, I was just thinking about really when we when we look at the caring ministries, much of that is helping people become stronger swimmers. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's coming alongside them in the tough waters and saying we understand that waters are tough, and not that it's always tough. There are times where there is calm waters. Thank the Lord on this side of paradise, but much of life is turbulent. And uh, but if we can become help people become better swimmers which, by the way, is what discipleship really is, as I was thinking about. So now I'm probably at 85% the more I'm talking about it, like in this statement. Um, and then uh, then we're, we're doing what God's called us to do, right? And I, I think of uh, just all the, the promises in Scriptures in the midst of the turbulence that God can give us a supernatural peace. Um, again, the, the turbulent waters aren't gone, uh, but, but He's teaching us how to be stronger swimmers by relying on Him. And so, Karen, talk to me a little bit about... Are you like, that statement doesn't make any sense. That's okay, because I'm just processing it. But how does that hit you as you hear it? You're 85%, but I'm like, no, just kidding. Yeah, that's right. That's right. No, I actually think that that makes a lot of sense. And I think that, you know, the goal for Caring Ministries is 
you know, we're the, the reality is we're all going to face uncertain times or difficulties. We're all going to struggle with grief at some point in our life. That is just a, a reality and it could be grief in many different forms. But um, making sure people know that these things are available to them and that they are supported by us and that we um, want people to take advantage of them. And I think that's kind of where I feel I've come in, you know, this summer and, and leading into the fall is really giving voice to the ministries that were already here, but just maybe not as visible to the greater population of Crosswinds um, and wanting people to know that, yes, we have this grief support. We want you to take advantage of it. Or, you know, yes, we have divorce care and you don't need to be ashamed. Come and, and work through this hard thing. Um or call us and tell us that, you know, you're in the hospital so we can come and pray for you. I think that uh, what, you know, that that quote makes so much sense in terms of caring ministry is we can do so much to help you become a better swimmer. Um, And yeah, I love that. Not to put you on the spot, but what do you think, Denise? Oh, I'm jumping out of my chair here because I remember talking with you, Karen, at the beginning of... um, when you had received this this role, and you talked about not letting the caring ministries ever any ministry be siloed, that they were all connected. And when you said, I thought actually the quote you were going to say, Craig was, the hospital is it, the church is a hospital for hurting hearts. But I like the quote that you've said, and I feel like in community. So what would be the 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 word for in community as you're thinking of a swimming scene, right? We're all in community doing it together. Mm-hmm. So would it be a bunch of people having a pool party? I'm, ki- <laughs> I'm kind of kidding, but you you know what I mean? Because yeah. that is such a big piece of any one of these ministries. Yeah, absolutely. And it is the Holy Spirit right in the plop in the middle. Yeah, absolutely. Who does the work. Yes, yes. Who does the teaching. Absolutely. And we might have a few lifeguards who are helping show us how to do it. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I love that. I Swimming never coaches, it, yeah. however you want to look at it. But yeah, I, I just really, I really think that as I heard that, you know, and I knew what was coming this afternoon with these recordings, I thought, man, that is just a, a powerful imagery of um, really the life we live, right? We do live at times in, in turbulent waters. I have a good friend of mine, Mark, who loves nautical uh, expressions. And, he, you know, one time I was going through a difficult time. He said, just remember, the ship you're, the ship you're sailing was made for these waters. <laughs> and I thought, you know, that's just a beautiful that. a beautiful um, statement that, you know, what, what God has provided me in Christ is, is more than enough um, to get me through uh, this difficulty. Yeah. yeah, and I love that when you invite people as they scatter, and you all do yeah. this, after a, a message on Sunday— I immediately I think, and so too, we will be a healthy body as we seek healing for the different things that we need so that we then can be healthy examples reaching out to the ones who don't know Christ. Yes. I think one of the most valuable pieces of advice I was ever given was from a mentor in college who said, the greatest gift you can give the world around you is your personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And he was talking about self-care. 
And he was like, you know, if you're if you're gonna if you're gonna be pouring yourself out, you have to be filled up, and and that's not selfish when you're thinking of it as a with a scatter mindset. And mm-hmm. we use that verbiage here a lot at Crosswinds. You know, we gather to scatter, no matter where we're gathering, no matter for what reason we're gathering, to put the glory of God on display, and in the midst of that, to be equipped so when we scatter. We're able to be the church in the places where we where we live, where we go to school, where we work, where we play, all those things. Um, but self care is so important to that. So if if we're dealing with something, and and we're trying to put that aside because we don't have time, you know, or even if you if we're on the quote unquote front lines, we're helping a ton of people, um, but we're not taking care of that issue in our life. We're not just not being self, we're not just uh, we're being somewhat selfish because we're engaging in ministry without being a, a healthy minister. And, and the best thing that the world needs is healthy ministers, right? Not yeah. people who don't struggle. We're all going to struggle. We're all going to have those hurts, habits, hangups that we're constantly sort of uh, working through, finding victory over, and moving on. And, and then there's something else, right? So it's on this side of heaven. There's always growth that that takes place. But if we're not allowing ourselves to be cared for then we're really not in a place to effectively be used by God to care for others. That's just so so vital. It is vital. And I heard you mention, when you mentioned divorce care, don't be ashamed to yes. come. Well, we, Grief Share has its other things that keep from pe- pe- people coming. People are afraid they're going to absolutely go crazy. They don't want to show their pain. And frankly, they don't like to look at their pain themselves. But if we can help by good examples, right, that we have looked into this program and we have gone through this program, a number, we have a team of six people, and three of them have gone through the grief share program, the grief support program, and now they're on the team to minister. And that's what we always tell the people when they come in. You we have had, we've found the hope. We found the hope of healing in Christ. And now we share it with you. And we, you don't convince, you don't try to make people believe things they don't believe, but you hope that the hope in you splashes onto the people wow, who that's come. that's a beautiful expression. Wow. But it is an outreach program. And it, yeah. it is, we want people, and we, many people who go to the grief support from the community, they show up in church. And we have a number of them right yeah. now from this last one. Because they want to be part of this community that cares enough to have a leader like you, Karen, who's going to be coordinating and helping and coming alongside, as you spoke that, the different programs to help people heal. Denise, you just said something that I want to pick up on our next episode. So, so if uh, you're listening to this one, uh, tune in. We're gonna we're gonna dig a little deeper into actually grief support. Yeah. Um, but I had a, it's interesting what how things tie in in a day. But I got a text from uh, an individual, a good friend of mine, who's uh, part of a discipleship relationship with me, and and uh, he asked a question, and it was a, a a great question. I think he thought it was like a little question, but he was, he was asking about the Trinity, and I'm like, that's a that's a big question, you know. And, and I was walking him through it through text, by the way, uh, which takes a lot of Jesus on tap in order to answer a question on the Trinity anyway, but through text <laughs> even more so. And uh, and so he uh, he appreciated. It. Seemed like it made some sense to him, and and he said, you know, thank you for being so patient with me. And I thought that was just sort of an interesting response, because I and I responded back to him. I said, look, we're fellow journeymen, like we're on the same journey. You know, Uh, the questions you have are either questions that I've had, 
or questions I have, you know, and we're just helping each other um, look to Jesus. You know, that's really what it is. And you had mentioned with Grief Share that, that not only is it for some, they're going to serve, they're going to come back and serve. And, and even if they're not um, serving in the grief support group, they're going to be equipped to help that person out there. There's a passage in Corinthians, Paul writes, it says, from the, from the comfort we've received from the Lord... We get to comfort others, and that's the beauty of the Christian life is that God blesses us always for the purpose of blessing others. Um, and so, again, I go back to that self-care. So then when we have self-care, I'm not talking a selfish, inward focus. I'm talking self-care, looking to Jesus, realizing that that time spent allows us then to be where we need to be to help others. The comfort we receive from the Lord, he uses to help others. And so that's what we're going to pick up on our next episode. And I appreciate both of you agreeing to be a part of that. Uh, but for those who are listening, um, if you want to learn more about grief support, by the way, or any of our caring ministries, please head on over to our website, crosswinds.church. That's where you can learn more about this podcast, the Unleashed podcast. You can learn more about Crosswinds Church, crosswinds.church. You can also communicate with us there. Uh, but we're going to pick up next week on this uh, amazing ministry that's a part of Crosswinds crosswinds and uh, that Denise leads for us, and that's called grief support. And so for now, as always, be blessed and bless others. Mm